On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain where I've been for the last three weeks. I talk about the biggest goal, which I know I'm going to have next year. And I uncover the two questions which you can ask yourself to remove almost any area of discomfort from your life. what is going on welcome to this episode number 145 of life and lessons i'm sean spooner and if you're new here here's what you need to know this podcast is the place where i tell the story of growing a business of growing as a person and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people i know the only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play you're going to learn something new now Two things to start with. Number one, we're back. Sorry, it has been three weeks. I will get into why very shortly. I'll give you an update on where I've been, what's been going on. And number two, if you're watching on YouTube or maybe if you're just listening to audio, but you can sense in my voice that I look a bit tired, that I feel a bit tired, you are not mistaken. I'm very tired right now. This has been a very busy few weeks and actually that kind of leads nicely into the summary of where I've been but just before then today has been very long this week has been very long this month has been very long I don't even know what to tell you um but I am feeling the effects of it right now was not going to miss recording another episode it's been too long it's been too long since we've done this so I'm going to get it done but I probably just look a bit run down a bit rough and if I do that's because I am so that's okay um apologies for no podcast for a few weeks the last time we spoke was around the 11th of November. I know that because I just checked on Spotify, which is three weeks ago. And um, the run-up to Black Friday was very busy. In the first week where I didn't do a podcast, it's because I was too busy, to be honest with you. Um, in the second week where I didn't do a podcast is because I was written off again with a cold or flu or COVID. No clue what it was. One of the three, basically some sort of winter illness. And that brings us to this week. Uh, It is Thursday. It is 21 minutes past nine at night. I'm back in the meeting room in the office in Wales to record this episode. 12 hours later than the last podcast I recorded, I sat down this morning with a guest. So the, uh, the, the office meeting room was set up as the podcast set up 12 hours ago, 13 hours ago now almost. But then had to all be packed down for meetings, which we've had in here all day. And now I've packed it back up or set it back up to record this and then pack it down again. So today has just been long. I'm very tired. Uh, But what I thought I would do is use my camera roll on my phone. So I'm literally just going to scroll through uh, and use photos in my camera roll uh, just on my phone as I'm looking at it as a prompt of what I've been doing for the last three weeks. Because to be honest, I can't remember what happened before the last podcast, after the last podcast, like everything just been a bit of a busy blur this month. So I thought what I'd do is just scroll through it and uh, tell you what I've been doing through this. So uh, I think the first thing I did after we last spoke is packed my car up and drove to, did I drive straight to Birmingham or did I go via Corby? I drove straight to Birmingham on the Saturday to go and see N-dubs. N-dubs were cool. Um, You know, what? I had this, this, this moment when I kind of looked around the arena in Birmingham. I think it's a 15,000 capacity arena. And it blew my mind that Endubs, a group who we all grew up with, I assume, I don't know your age, but like we grew up with, right? Who then disappeared for the best part of a decade, could come back 
and 10 plus years later sell out venues like that i think it's like a 24 day arena tour when you think about where they would have been a few years ago maybe financially i don't know but certainly uh from a mindset point of view did they ever think that they could do that again did they ever think that endups could regroup and sell out 24 back-to-back-to-back arenas across the uk probably not so that was my biggest takeaway from that it was just kind of special to to look around and realize that maybe not on that particular night because it's not like it was the first or the last night of the tour but on some nights on that tour they must surely have just stopped and thought like this is crazy how is this happening uh then i went home from birmingham only to go back to Birmingham the next day because Dermot Kennedy was playing an album week, uh, album release week gig in Birmingham the next day. And I was on the Dice uh, ticketing app queue for months for a ticket to that. Couldn't get one. And then four hours before the gig, somebody must have returned their ticket. I was next in the queue. Dice gave me a 10 minute window to buy the ticket. I thought, fuck it. So I bought the ticket and then drove again from Corby to Birmingham International, parked at the train station, went to see Dermot jumped back on the train, came back to Birmingham International, drove home. That was fun. And then I believe that week I worked from home for a couple of days, just trying to work out what I did in my camera roll. Yep, worked from home for a couple of days. And then on the Tuesday, jumped in the car again, this time going east, drove to Peterborough, jumped on the train from Peterborough up to Newcastle, Newcastle to Sunderland, and then Sunderland the next morning. I stayed in Sunderland overnight. Uh, to South Shields to, to go and see and record a podcast with Paul Mort. Um, I've watched Paul's content for a few years now. I've read Paul's book or listened to his audiobook. It's not a physical book, it's an audiobook. Paul Mort will save your life. You may have heard about that book on here before. I've definitely spoken about it before. Paul was just the nicest, loveliest, warmest, most welcoming person. Uh, his entire team, his entire office is incredible. And then when he was finished doing what he was doing and he came downstairs into the downstairs area of the office where the podcast studio is like the greeting that he gave me it felt like we had known each other for a lifetime and of course there is that weird kind of one directional relationship that exists because of things like this podcast where i felt like i knew him he very much knew nothing about me right other than the quick internet search that they had done on me that day or the day before but he didn't let that show, right? He was just so warm, so welcoming. And then we recorded a, it must've been about a 75 minute long conversation for this podcast. Really, really incredible conversation. Um, I won't even go into everything we cover because it's a long one, but I cannot wait to release that episode. Uh, it's probably going to be in January. All of the guest episodes that I'm recording right now. So there's four of them in the works. Two are done, two are being recorded early next week probably going to hold on to all of those until January so that I don't get stuck in the cycle that I do every year where I uh, get to Q4, get busy and then stop reaching out to guests. So hopefully we can stay ahead of ourselves slightly and there always will be guest episodes. But Paul was incredible. Newcastle was very cold. I had planned actually to leave South Shields after that recording that morning and then go back to Newcastle. And I was going to sit in Newcastle in a cafe, in a bar, I don't know, and sit and work for the day from Newcastle. And I stepped out of my Uber in Newcastle City Centre. And I was like, it's so cold here. I am not staying here. So I literally jumped on the next train, got back to Peterborough, drove back to Corby, and then worked from home that day. Uh, and then I believe I just worked from home for the rest of that week. Did I? Just scrolling through, bought a candle, last in my camera roll. That was nice. Yes, I did. And then 
that weekend. So a week later, um, felt a bit ill, did a Amazon COVID test. And the very first test that I did, there was like a faint second line, the faintest thing ever for about 10 minutes, right? And I couldn't decide whether it was positive or negative. But I took a picture, I sent it to Chloe. She's like, yeah, I think that's positive. Didn't know what to do. Stayed at home that day. Did another test the next day. Another test the next day. Negative, negative, negative. I did nine tests in total over that week, all negative. However, despite the fact that all of those tests were negative, I was really, really fatigued, really tired, really run down. I essentially had all of the symptoms of COVID or something similar to COVID. I don't know what it was, but I was ruined last week. So consider that the week which is the busiest for our business, the busiest for our clients, Black Friday week, right? I was, uh, there was, I think Tuesday, Tuesday last week, I slept for like 19 of the 24 hours. It was crazy. Like I just had no energy. And so essentially the whole of last week, other than last weekend, which I'll speak about in a minute, the whole of last week was trying to squeeze tiny but focused blocks of work into the moments when I was awake and felt well enough. Cause I was like really written off for a good three or four days. Uh, but black Friday doesn't move, right? You can't move the date of black Friday. And for as much work that we've done leading up to it in the last few weeks, there is, and always will be a bunch of tweaks and edits and campaign reviews and budget optimizations and calls and meetings and emails that happen in that week. Because I mean, it's called black Friday for a reason, right? Many businesses go from being in the red to being in the black that week it is the most important week in the whole world of e-commerce. And many of our clients operate within that world of e-commerce, right? So it was an incredibly important week to get right. And for as much as I like to delegate or ask other people to take care of things, if I can't, like that week, there was no, can someone else take care of this? Like I had to show up and perform. And for the most part, other than a few clients who I kind of let in on the secret that I was working at home feeling fairly ill, like just business carried on as usual. I stayed away from the office. I stayed in Corby for another week. And of course I was waking up a little bit later than I otherwise would be. I was staying at home all day. I was staying out of people's way. I was napping in the afternoon. I was napping again in the evening. I was going to bed early, but in the moments when I was awake, because I had to take care of things, I was just taking care of things. Like there is as much as I spoke a few weeks ago about how, when I was last ill, I needed to rest and recover. I absolutely listened to that this time, right? That's why the podcast didn't come out. That's why I produced no content for the best part of two weeks. But in amongst all of that rest and recovery and kind of stepping back and not pushing myself too hard, in the moments where stuff had to be done, stuff had to be done. And so that was essentially the summary of that week. Ill, at home, but busy, and thankfully got everything done that I needed to other than content, that's why I've been away. Like I, this, this comes last, right? This has to come last because clients pay the bills. This podcast doesn't. So there we go. Uh, then I went to see my dad on Sunday. And then on Sunday evening, I went to London to the Stormzy event, the album launch event in Regent Street, which was cool. I uh, got to meet Stormzy again, say hello, have a little chat get a couple of pictures. That was cool. It was interesting to be in that immersive experience that uh, Amazon Music had built to kind of uh, physically showcase stuff from the album. It was just, it was a cool event, nice cool event. And then down the road, uh, also on Regent Street, popped into the Gymshark store, which opened recently. 
honestly, it's cool in there. It is cool in there. But it's smaller than it looks on the internet. If you follow Ben Francis, if you've watched any of the many, many, many YouTubers and influencers who have done videos about that shop in the days before it opened, on the internet, it looks massive. But actually, in person, it's not that big. It's very cool. It's very impressive. But it's smaller than I thought it would be. Uh, then I came home on that Sunday, worked from home on Monday. And then my camera roll is literally empty other than that, because I've been in the office all week catching up and working other than on Tuesday night, came in here, got a curry, got some non-alcoholic beers, watched the football, uh, which was nice to see England beat Wales because I'm English. I'm basically the only English person in this whole office building. So if Wales won on Tuesday night, I feel like Wednesday would have just been awkward for me in the corridors in this building, but we won. So all is good. And that's where I've been. Um, it's been busy. It has been difficult with the second annoying wintry illness in like four weeks. Um, I hope to avoid further illnesses this season until spring because it's just not nice. It's just annoying. It's, I mean, it's not dramatic. There's not that much to it, but feeling as though you want to get more done and not being able to just is frustrating. So hopefully now for the rest of the season, all is good. Um, but in this uh, little period where I have been able to kind of dial things back slightly, despite how busy the business has been, when you're in bed for like 18 hours, you just have time to kind of chill and reflect, right? And just kind of sit with your thoughts a little bit more than usual. And that's definitely something that I have been doing in the run up to this trip to Dublin, which is in like two weeks, two weeks from now, I'll be in Dublin for this long awaited end of year trip. And actually, I was thinking today whilst driving into the office, I'm probably going to book next year's Dublin trip whilst I'm there this year to literally just make it a kind of fixed date in the calendar every year. So I know it's coming. So I know that I have that period of kind of reflection and planning. But something that I've been considering for the last few days is what do I think will be the themes when I'm in Dublin, right? What do I think will be the stuff that comes up when I'm summarizing the year when I'm looking forward to next year. And there's a bunch of stuff and frankly, lots of it I won't bore you with, lots of it I won't go into because it's just kind of personal reflections from the year and my personal life and all this stuff. However, something that I think will be a theme, if not the theme of next year is I want the, the highs to be higher, but crucially the, the, the troughs to be less deep, right? So higher peaks, shallower troughs, if, if that makes sense. Because when I reflect on this year, when I look at things that have gone well this year, stuff that hasn't gone so well this year, uh, the kind of pain points and frustrations, the things I wish I could have done better or more of, it's not necessarily a lack of achievement, right? It's not necessarily that I feel that there are things which I didn't do this year. Although when I look at my list of goals that I produced in Dublin last year, most of them won't get hit, but that's fine, right? Because things change and evolve. I don't expect to hit all of my goals. That's not what this is about. But it's, it's actually the, the periods where I stopped for too long, where I lost momentum, where I felt like I was in a bit of a rut and didn't recover soon enough, right? I think about periods such as uh, after the 75 hard, I forgot the name of it there, after 75 hard, when I stopped 
all of those good habits, not for like a day or a week, but for like two and a half, maybe three months, because I hit such a brick wall that in the pursuit of that peak, I fell into a massive trough, right? And that's a problem because that limited progress in a bunch of areas this year. Similarly with, I don't know, the last few weeks and I've been ill, so I'm not, this isn't like toxic productivity where I'm like, oh, I'm so annoyed that I was ill. I couldn't be productive. I just mean that particularly in that first stint of being ill that we spoke about a few weeks ago, because I didn't stop to pause and actually actively recover, that trough lasted for two and a half weeks. That trough was quite deep. That trough derailed essentially all of the monk mode habits that I had been doing that frankly, I haven't yet restarted. I plan to restart on Sunday. I've got a nice little plan of how I'll kind of uh, re-bring to life those habits. That's fine. But my point is the issue this year, as I reflect on it as a whole, and I haven't reflected in any great detail yet, right? That'll happen in Dublin, but I can just sense it already that I believe next year, the highs, whatever they may be, whether they're business, finance, whether they're uh, personal relationships, whether they're things with my family, whether they're fitness, whether I don't like whatever those things to an extent because of the systems I have in place and because I'm fairly consistent. um, And I do, right. I do stuff rather than just talking about stuff. I do stuff. The highs will take care of themselves. Not worried about that. Like there will be incredible high moments next year in, in every area of my life. And I don't say that to be cocky. I just know that you put one foot in front of the other for 365 days in a row and stuff happens, right? We both know this implicitly. Like you do stuff, you take action, things happen, good things come to you, right? The highs are fine, not worried about them. So the kind of higher peaks thing, fine, not worried about it. The less deep, the shallower troughs, haven't got a catchy name for this, can you tell? Um, the not falling into such deep, such long, such debilitating ruts. And when I say debilitating, I don't mean from like a depressive perspective. I just mean that this year when I have lost momentum, be it in the gym, be it in diet, be it in habits, be it in going for the walk every day, reaching out to guests on the podcast, going every, you know, four or five weeks, not releasing an episode because it just, I'm too busy. It's those things. It's the, the gaps in the chain. It's the breaks in the thread and how long they extend out for which when I reflect on this year will be the, the opportunity cost, right? The, the gaps between doing when too long, when I lose intention, when I lose momentum and they extend out for weeks and in some cases months, that's where all of the lost opportunity and potential of this year has gone, right? It has seeped through the gaps, not of me not trying hard enough, not of me not having a plan, not of me not doing when I'm doing, but of me just being too, too easy to allow things to stop for too long. Right. And I'm being careful with my words here because it's good to rest. It's good to recover. It's good to have a break. It's good to not be so hard on yourself. Right. That's something I think I'm getting better at. There'll be periods in my life, which might be days, weeks, months, in some cases, at some point, maybe even years where I'll just be like, fuck it. Like I, I, this, this week, this month, this year, isn't about massive progress. But in the years like these, in my mid to, I guess, late 20s, I'm 27 next week. I'm in my late 20s, mental. 
these are the years where I want to be doing, right? These are the years where I want to be building foundations, trying my hardest, trying to build something so that 32, 48, 51 year old me will thank me because I believe, and you know this, I believe that it is in these years that you build the runway for the rest of your life. When I have that mindset to allow myself to stop is one thing. We all stop. We all have days and weeks off, but then not begin again, right? I haven't yet found a way to get back up and move forward with the same intention without it feeling like a big reset. And I think that's what I'm trying to say, because when I go through the big reset, I just said to you, didn't I? I've got a plan for how I'm going to restart my habits on Sunday. Like I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't need the big reset. I feel like I shouldn't need to put in this enormous effort and realign things and make a new fucking spreadsheet and tell myself like, today's the day I'm going to do it. I want to just kind of narrow the gaps in that chain, right? So when it breaks, it's narrow and I can just carry on rather than beginning again. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. I really don't know. I am tired. So apologies if not, but that will definitely, I think, as I try and second guess where, where my mind's going to go when I'm reflecting on this year and how I take the lessons of this year and move them into next year. Something I'm going to be spending a lot of time thinking about is that. How can I, yes, make the peaks higher, but make the troughs less deep? So I think that's the summary. And then the last thing I want to speak about is a concept that I shared in a video the other day on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and everywhere else, because it was like a 80 second long video. And you have to be very snappy and short and concise in those kind of videos to get across as much of the point as you can in the time frame you have. But I think it's important to dive into it a little bit more because it really is important, I believe. So I essentially spoke about the idea that in life, if you're unhappy with something, if you believe that there is something that makes you uncomfortable every single day, right? You need to ask yourself the question, what is an action that you can take for the next few months, which you know is going to be uncomfortable, but that in the process of taking that action will move you away from the place you are in life right now, where you suffer with discomfort every day. Does that make sense? So right now, you can probably think of an area of your life that due to inaction, you're stuck with, right? Maybe it's finances, maybe it's health, maybe it's your weight, maybe it's your appearance, maybe it's how you feel about yourself, maybe it's insert thing here. I don't know you, right? I don't know you well enough to know what your thing is, but there's probably something in your life which at some point in your day, every day, brings you discomfort, makes you feel in some way uncomfortable, right? And right now, because we're creatures of habit and we're fairly happy to just kind of exist and not poke the the metaphorical bears in our life too much you probably just get on with it right you probably just deal with it it's this thing that you know it's kind of lurking over there but you just get on with it but it, it causes you this, this sorry it causes you this discomfort every single day now the alternative to that inaction that discomfort which is brought about by not doing anything which will persist in theory at least forever if you don't make change there is a second path. And that second path is understanding what you would need to do for a sustained period of time to unpick that 
thing and in doing so remove that long-term discomfort even if the path you need to go down is less comfortable is more uncomfortable in the short term right does are you following along does that make sense so you probably have something which makes you uncomfortable but you can kind of ignore it you could remove that discomfort in theory forever for the rest of your life if just for a few months you pick a path which is even less comfortable right and so the example that stayed in the video because i had to edit it down there were a few examples but i could only keep one in for the sake of time the example i used in the video is your physique right all of us at some point in life probably have some sort of mental battle where we look in the mirror and we're like oh not not quite sure i like how i look i didn't look like that last summer i didn't look like that 4 years ago whatever it might be right in the example of that the the path of inaction doing nothing about it means that every single day for the rest of your life unless your mindset shifts but let's not go into that because that's kind of gray area secondary to this point every single day for the rest of your life in theory you will walk past a shop window and catch a reflection and you will feel uncomfortable about that thing that makes you feel uncomfortable right you will wake up in the morning brush your teeth look in the mirror and feel uncomfortable about that thing which makes you feel uncomfortable the discomfort will persist day in day out it will be there you can't avoid it right that's uncomfortable how do you avoid that how do you move past that well we all know that if you want to change your physique you have to i don't know eat in a calorie deficit calorie surplus depending on what you want to do you need to go to the gym consistently you need to do all these things that we know right doing those things is uncomfortable that's why we avoid them right if you tomorrow decided that for the next 3 months you're going to go to the gym four times a week and you're going to do that to change your physique because you're fed up with feeling uncomfortable about it the steps that you will need to take to to do that are uncomfortable right you may need to wake up 90 minutes earlier and it's dark and it's cold outside right now i had to scrape my car i didn't scrape it but i put the heated windscreen on i had to scrape my car this morning because it was frozen right waking up earlier uncomfortable going to the gym particularly on those first few days take it from me uncomfortable having to eat in a calorie deficit having to avoid that fancy meal out with the cake at the end bit miserable but how long do you need to do that for realistically before you see a change 4 months 5 months and so when you look at it that way when you have these two paths both of which bring discomfort but one is discomfort that you elect right that you choose to have and that you know is only temporary and is aiding you the other discomfort is forever and it will eat away at you every day because you know that you could be doing something about that and you're choosing not to right which one do you prefer which path do you take now that we've had this conversation and we've kind of opened up this concept with that thing which you pointed out in your mind when i told you to think of something that makes you uncomfortable every single day genuinely ask yourself this because the answer might be in action like we're all different which do you prefer which will you thank yourself for a year from now which could you live more happily with the discomfort of knowing that you're not doing the thing or the discomfort of choosing to do the thing temporarily and then removing the discomfort overall because it's there for the taking right the same is true with every area of life finances i mean i am not in any way qualified to speak about finances and also i appreciate entirely that 
everybody's finances right now are under strain. However, let's speak more generally, right? Let's speak more loosely. If your issue with finances is just that you overspend every month because you know, you don't, you don't budget because you never have. And it's just kind of this cycle where you get to the end of the month and okay, the money's back in the bank now, so I can just kind of deal with it. That brings you discomfort every day. When you see your bank account dwindling, when you see that you're, I don't know, seven days away from the end of the month and the money to do nice things is running out, you've paid the bills, but you kind of like, I've kind of run out of money to do things here. Uncomfortable, long-term, going to happen every month, persistent, right? Opening a spreadsheet, budgeting in whatever way you can, whatever way you need to, but then inside of that budget, taxing yourself, right? Finding a way to pay 20% of your disposable income, whatever that might be for you, into using a standing order into a savings account so that over the next few months, you're going to build up a buffer, a pot of money, which exists as a kind of rainy day fund in theory, removes the long-term discomfort of having to worry about the money running out every month because you have the buffer. There are a million examples of this, and I'm sure you get the idea, so I won't go into more. But I just think that's a really interesting series of questions to ask yourself. Number one, what is an area in your life right now which makes you uncomfortable every single day? And then number two, with that area of your life in mind, what is a action or series of actions which you can take every day, which you know will make you uncomfortable. They will be uncomfortable to take, but in the long term, those actions will remove that persistent discomfort. I think there is so much life optimization and so much happiness to be found on the other side of those questions. I could be wrong, but that's just the way I see it. So this weekend, this week, whenever you're listening to this, definitely have a think about those two questions. That is all I've got. Uh, The only other thing to say, and I've already mentioned it actually, although it's in my notes down here, what I keep looking at, uh, is that Paul Mort and David Robson, I forgot who I recorded with this morning, it's been a long day, they are recorded, they will be out at some point in January, so too will my chats with Floyd Woodrow and Moshi Barr, who I am recording with on Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm going to get back to guest outreach properly from kind of the middle of this month onwards, now that things are going to start to quieten down a bit, to build that runway to have more guests. So. Until the end of this year, whenever I stop, because I kind of stop around Christmas for a couple of weeks. If you've been here a while, you know that. These will all be solo episodes. And then from the new year, we'll go back to the normal pattern, guest solo, guest solo, with a back catalogue of guest episodes to release, which means that you don't need to go about and I don't need to scramble to find guests. I believe that is everything. So thank you as always for listening. Glad to be back. Sorry about the last few weeks. Hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 146 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.